0: In the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost. Amen. In the days of Saint John the Baptist, the leaders of the temple in Jerusalem had a monopoly on access to God. Eventually Jesus will condemn this leadership as it's written in Matthew's gospel saying, "For you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces, for you neither enter yourselves nor allow those who would enter to go in." And later, Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. The leadership outwardly appears to be very close to God, but inwardly they are very far from God. To be clear, the Jewish leadership was very learned. They read their Bibles and they knew their scriptures. They knew all the laws, commandments, and what all the prophets throughout all history ever said. They certainly knew the Isaiah verse that was quoted by John the Baptist this morning at them. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in a desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. The leadership has been waiting for the coming Messiah for centuries. And it is ironic when John the Baptist tells them the Messiah has arrived and is literally walking amongst them. Quote, But there stands one among you whom ye know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me. Here stands the greatest prophet of all time saying to them, The Messiah has come. This generation can witness the most important time in all of history and the people who you'd think would be able to see it coming or even be excited about this news miss it. They cannot recognize Jesus because they do not know God. Instead, the Pharisees are anxious about their position in things when the Messiah finally does show up. There are at least two themes common to today's readings. The first is prayer and the other is time. The Pharisees knew the Messiah was coming. It was a cognitive awareness of the scriptures, but there was no spirituality that accompanied their vast knowledge. This manifests itself in a near perfect dedication to the law, but with an ignorance for what the law was meant to do and without a willingness to help the other. Bishop Scarlet has spoken of this danger of simply doing all the right things without the inward mature spirituality that comes from prayer and a searching for God. Instead, the religion of Israel was an anxious cult of busybodies, passing judgment onto the multitudes of people, crushed by the unrealistic burdens of following the law by sheer willpower. All the while, no one is really learning to connect to God through prayer, and no one is learning how to actually trust God for their needs, but instead being frustrated by trying to keep the commands on their own with no help from God. For centuries, this religion hardened and produced a people that knew the Messiah was coming, but weren't really excited for his arrival. The faithful Israel would have spent the centuries in prayer to God for the sending of the Messiah, and the faithful Israel would have prayed that they would be a worthy people to receive him. This is part of our Advent meditation, to seek God in prayer. The danger for ourselves is that we get too caught up in the anxiety of the season. We become busybodies where the outcomes are more important than actually receiving God in a new way on Christmas. And full disclosure, I have several presents at home to wrap still. God is going to come to us, and we must be prepared for his coming it is too easy to be like ancient Israel who took it for granted that they would be able to recognize the Messiah when they saw him. Our prayer is that we may be an acceptable people when Christ comes to us, that we may recognize him when he does come. This year we have the shortest possible Advent. The fourth Sunday of Advent has only about six or seven hours left before Christmas Eve which means you have only about seven hours to apply the sermon to your lives before Christmas begins. (laughs) Last year, we had the longest possible Advent, an additional week before Christmas would come. Each year, Advent is a different length. We experience a different amount of time before we celebrate the coming of the Lord. Some years, the wait is long, and some years, the wait is short. It kind of gives us the sense that God comes in his own time, not ours. John the Baptist's ministry can be marked by the imminent nature of his message. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Indeed, this immediacy is the key to a few of Jesus' parables, specifically the shrewd manager of Luke 16, where the manager finds that he will soon be fired, so he acts quickly, significantly cuts the debts of those who owe the master so that he may find favor with others when he is out of a job. Jesus praises this manager for his ability to act upon the knowledge that judgment is coming. St. John the Baptist makes it clear to the Pharisees of today's gospel reading that they do not know the time of their visitation. They have this one last chance to repent and turn toward God. Time is running out for them it is probably felt to the Pharisees of the day that there were generations of the status quo. No Messiah this year, but there hasn't been a Messiah for centuries, so it's likely there won't be a Messiah in my lifetime. And then all of a sudden, everything changed. God came to his people, not on the people's time, but on God's time. Ancient Israel was not used to sitting and faithfully waiting on God. They were used to acting and relying on their own strength to get things done. The season of Advent is a gift for us from the church. It helps to train us to prayerfully, patiently, and faithfully wait on God in the context of the two biggest uh, events of God's coming to his people, the incarnation and the apocalypse. However, God comes to his people all of the time, We use the training we get from Advent in waiting for Christ's second coming to apply those principles to our own experiences with waiting on God through our daily habits of prayer. From the epistle, The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. When we return to God and honestly recognize there is very little we can do, to actually control our lives, we are able to release the anxiety of trying to fix the things we cannot control. And there's peace in that. But this is easier said than done. It takes practice returning to our prayer and making our requests made known to God. This increase in our dependence on God also helps to increase our trust in him. The Pharisees never depended on God. <clears throat> but they only depended on themselves to uphold the law. It created an anxious nation, and that one that was untrained on waiting on God. Sometimes God does not answer our prayers immediately. In those seasons, we need to be faithful in our prayer and faithful in our waiting on God to come. For God will hear our prayers and eventually will respond. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.